What is that one Halloween song? Hey y'all, it's D-Day and this is Black Tea and Honey. Hey y'all, it's been a minute since the last Black Teen Honey episode. This is going to be our spooky season edition. And honestly, the way life's been going, I'm thinking about maybe doing like quarterly podcasts rather than monthly. So we'll see how it goes and how it flows. But first, I want to start off this episode with a reading of one of my poems from Seeds, Stories of Afro-Indigenous Resilience. And if you follow me on social media, you have learned that I have a new book coming out early next year in the spring called Black Tea and Honey, The Bittersweet Spicy Confessions of an Afro-Indigenous Woman. The idea for the book came first and then the podcast. So I'm really excited to share this beautiful, awesome new journey with y'all and this new book. And now from Seeds, Stories of Afro-Indigenous Resilience, I'll be reading Rotten Apples. Rotten apples, burning stars, taste so sweet and take me far along the glittering rows of corn pollen tops, of ancient songs, of rats and frogs, hopping along the path of moonbeams, laughing almost jack-o'-lanterns carved by grandma's knife. Shh, don't tell a soul about how you can turn light switches on and off with your mind. Don't tell how your touch heals the sick and how your prayers are always heard. Like good spells are always cast with goodwill and faith in the divine, in self, and in life. In that way, all circles will finish their course, like every snake will eat its tail, for each to belong to its nature, for love to belong, for order to remain for all time. That was Rotten Apples, y'all, from Seed Stories of Afro-Indigenous Resilience. Next, I would like to shout out one of our sponsors, Kapovi Herbals. Kapovi Herbals was created by Taylor Rose Vigil. And Kapovi is a Tewa word for wild rose or wild flower. Her skincare line is amazing. I absolutely love these face masks. So this one is rose clay cleansing face mask. And there's also a peppermint yucca and a lavender green tea. So head on over to kapoviherbals.com. She also usually has some spooky boxes or spooky specials going on. So be sure to check out her website. This is literally a spot in a jar <laughs> and you cannot get anything better than this for $10. I would say there's probably enough for maybe like 10 to 15 applications, depending on how much you use, of course, and how much you need. The cool thing too, is that you can mix and match these. So go on over to Kabovi Herbals to her Instagram and she'll show how you can put certain face masks on certain areas of your face, like your T-zone to make them more effective. Be say, thank you, Taylor and Kabovi Herbals. I'm also burning one of her candles called Pueblo Cookies. And I absolutely love her candles because they're soy-based, they're natural. There's no artificial fragrances. They're perfect to warm up to on a crisp fall evening. And now for your astrological forecast. The good news is that Venus is finally out of retrograde in Leo. So if you feel like you've been fighting some battles in your self-expression and in your love life and in your identity and you feel like you've been going through a cycle of life and death, well, 
That's what was happening. Venus was in retrograde in Leo. So that's finally over and the shadow phase is over too. So pat yourself on the back, go get yourself a yummy coffee or whatever treat you want because you survived Venus retrograde in Leo. We are also in Libra season. So happy Libra season. This week, the moon will be in Leo starting on Sunday and Monday and we'll be moving into Libra and the solar eclipse in Libra into Saturday. So be sure whatever your personal or cultural practices that you're prepared for the solar eclipse because it's coming. Also beware, 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 uh, (laughs) sounds so ominous, but the moon will be in Scorpio from Sunday to Tuesday. (laughs) So be sure to wear a lot of your obsidian or your tourmaline Uh, The Scorpio moon is going to be following the solar retrograde. So talk about transformation. And uh, definitely, I would recommend when the moon is in Scorpio, especially on Monday, aka moon day, if you can take off from work or do less, and just kind of create a safe space for yourself to absorb and to feel your feelings and to be present with them and to process them and to release them definitely do so. So I highly recommend limited stressful situations and limited peopling between October 15th and October 17th, but especially on um, Monday. In current news, happy Indigenous Peoples Day and happy Indigenous Peoples Week, happy Indigenous Peoples Year Life. (laughs) If you're an Indigenous person, every day is Indigenous Peoples Day. This episode, I want to talk about resilience and rest or rest and resilience rest as resilience, resilience as rest. We'll get into that in a moment, but before then, I would like to just say that Black Tea and Honey and D-Day Hunter Design stands in solidarity with Palestine, and we are definitely keeping our prayers and our voices lifted for the country of Palestine and all who are affected. We're going to highlight our second sponsor for this evening. And if you'd like to be a sponsor on Black Tea and Honey, feel free to reach out to us at ddayhunter at gmail.com. Element Herbal Tea is an amazing brand. She is an herbalist and grows all of her own herbs and creates these teas from scratch. She has a depth of knowledge of medicines and tea herbs, and I absolutely love her teas. My favorite is probably Sweet Relief, a gentle blend of nervine herbs, relaxing the mind, body, and soul, allowing the drinker to be focused and more graceful from task to task. So if you need some focus and some grace, be sure to get you some Sweet Relief Tea by Elemental Herbal Tea. She also has Calm and Clara Tea and her Moon Tea, which helps with cramps and with fertility. <laughs> so be sure to check out Elemental Herbal Tea. Be safe to Elemental Herbal Tea. All right, so we're going to get into the nitty gritty and talk about resilience and rest, rest and resilience. Ooh, it's going to be a heavy one. I'm going to need a sip of my tea. Something I've been wrestling with lately is the balance between resilience, between working for our communities and to continue on our languages and our cultures and our lands, right, for our people and rest. And I'm reading the book Rest is Resistance by Trisha Hersey. I'm actually listening to it on audiobook and I love it so far. I love it. One of the biggest things that I've taken away from it thus far is that capitalism wants us to be exhausted. Capitalism wants us to be 
completely exhausted to the point where we are spent out from our work and from the grind of daily life so that we're unable to respond to what's going on around us, right? And fight the systems that need to be fought in order to let this system crumble once and for all. So what Trisha talks about is rest as resistance because capitalism wants us so exhausted that taking the time that we need to rest our bodies, our minds, whether that's getting out on the land, whether that's just sleeping for 13 hours a night or whatever you need, taking some time away from social media, setting boundaries at work or with family members, not necessarily making yourself available all the time for other people and making space for yourself that it's not selfish, it's self-care and it's very important. We can't do anything for anyone else if we're not taking care of ourselves first. What I found really interesting is my mom and I were visiting a a couple of my auntie grandmas and they started talking about this. Some of you may know after I posted on social media, the first episode of Black Tea and Honey was delayed because I ended up hitting my head on this shelf right here and got a mild concussion and I wasn't able to work. I wasn't able to look at the screen, the computer screen for about a week. It really showed me the value of going slower when needed, taking my time and not rushing myself. Sometimes, you know, you need those short bursts of energy. Sometimes that's That's what our bodies are made for, right? But in this current society, we're so overrun and overwhelmed where we're always in GOMO. We're always in rush mode. And that is not okay. And it's not good for our nervous system. It can lead to a lot of things that affect our minds and our bodies, such as anxiety, fibromyalgia. And so my auntie grandmas were talking about this. What I really loved was they said, everyone's going so fast these days. Everyone's so busy all the time that they don't have time to just rest and to just take a load off. They also talked about the need not only for resting for ourselves from work, but also taking time away from the busy grind of working, working, working. And I mean this even for folks like myself who are working to help our communities and revive our languages. And I mean, this this is important work. These things are important. But it's also important to take a break because we can't absorb anything and we're not going to be as effective and as kind as we can be if we're completely exhausted, right? Energy is everything. They talked about not being so busy with work all the time to the point where we can't even visit with one another, right? Where we can't even visit our elders or spend that extra time maybe that we want to with our kiddos or our young ones to really take more time to say, hey, what do I have to do today? And what can I put off tomorrow? And instead, this person's asking me for help, right? And of course, boundaries, right? Boundaries, boundaries. But when it comes to the point where we're self-isolating and we're just working and constantly just pouring into our own lives and we start to feel empty and alone. And that's why it's so important to just reach out to other people and give a helping hand how you can, whenever you can, within your own boundaries of space, time, and energy. I really wanted to share that this week. You are worthy of rest. You're not a machine, as Trisha Hersey says. You're not a machine. You are a human being and you deserve rest no matter how much work you did or did not get done. And if you're still tired, you're still tired and you can sit with yourself and ask yourself, why am I still tired? Perhaps there's something that's been draining you or perhaps the season just changed. I noticed a huge shift in my energy when autumn came, like the same day as the autumn equinox. This is a time of year when we slow down. It's normal and natural to kind of feel a little bit of a dip in energy, but instead of letting that alarm you, just ask yourself, you know, how am I feeling? What 
is maybe contributing to me feeling this way. If it is a little bit more than just a slight dip in energy and mood, then of course, reach out for help. Seasonal affective disorder in depression is real. So be sure to ask for help. Family, friends, your doctor, we're here for you. And now it's time for auntie advice. But before we jump into that segment, I want to shout out our very last sponsor, Creations by Salty. For those who are listening via audio, they are about 10 inches, I want to say, of beautiful yellow brown buckskin fringe. And the top centerpiece is abalone shell, very bluish, greenish beauty of abalone. And then surrounding that is a series of copper, white, orange, and gold beads. Biwa, thank you so much, Creations by Salty, for these beautiful, beautiful earrings. And as promised, here is Auntie Advice. We had a couple questions. Actually, we have a few in the queue from the first episode. So I figured since it's been a while since the last podcast that I would answer two questions this episode. So the first question asks, Auntie, help. A family member has really betrayed my trust by lying to me. What do I do? Well, first of all, realize that what you need to do is set up boundaries because when somebody betrays your trust, trust is earned, boo-boo. It is earned. It is not automatic. And so realize that this will shift the dynamic of your relationship with this person. But that was within their control when they decided to make that decision to lie to you or to betray you. And of course, this could be a myriad of situations, right, of why they lied. But still, obviously, this person is somebody who you trusted and were close with and that they betrayed you in doing that. As I mentioned, first, foremost, if they are willing to talk about it, the fact that they lied and they they hurt you, then you can open dialogue while still having boundaries and still keeping a safe distance away from them emotionally. Process your emotions and go through that process of healing. But if they are in denial, honey, you need to take several steps back and reevaluate if this person is somebody you want to be in your life. Because listen, blood is only one thing. True relationship and true family is based on trust and it's based on communication and mutual respect. This person's lying to you. They obviously don't respect you or themselves and they're not trustworthy at this time. Take a few steps back or several depending on the situation and do what's best for you. And if you need to communicate that with them, say like, hey, listen, I appreciate that you apologize, but I just need some time and space to process this. Or again, if they're in denial, then you You can either tell them that you're walking away or you can just walk away. It's okay. You have your own permission to do what you need to do for yourself. So our second question asks, Auntie, how do I protect my energy from people around me in my everyday life that are overall disruptive to my energy? as in always gossiping, constant complaining, and negativity. So this is really similar to the first question about protecting your energy and therefore boundaries. It kind of depends on the situation and the role that these folks are playing in your day-to-day life, Anonymous. If they're family members that you live with, say, that may be more difficult to avoid, right, than family that you may only see ever so often. If they're friends versus if they're coworkers, I'll give advice for both. If they're constantly in your life, Let's say they're your coworkers, they're people that you live with, such as family that you 
can't move out from at this very present time for whatever reason. Boundaries. Boundaries are important. The answer to both is boundaries, but the boundaries are going to look a little bit different. So remember that with boundaries, depending on the boundary that you're putting in place and the person, you can have flexible boundaries. That doesn't mean that they are invalid. It just means that they're not so rigid. And honestly, the most effective boundaries are flexible. So if you have somebody who kind of notices your boundaries are healthy because they're flexible, meaning you're not a complete asshole about your boundaries and you're consistent but not a tyrant about them, you may be dealing with a narcissist, which is a whole nother topic. If you want to hear more about that, for sure, drop a comment, let me know, and we can talk more about that. But if they're in your day-to-day life, there are a few ways you can do this. So if there's a common area in your home or in your office where people kind of kiki it and kick it, I would say just avoid those common areas when those people are there as much as you can. So if at work, if it's like everyone gets there early and chats around the water cooler, if it means sitting in your car until it's five minutes before work starts, if you're sitting at your desk and you're allowed to put in headphones, putting in headphones while you work, and every time that person who likes to gossip tries to get your attention, you're like, huh? What? Kind of make it really obvious that you're busy without being a jerk about it, but be obvious that you're busy or just say, I'm busy working right now. You know, I don't have time to talk. If you're worried that they're going to start gossiping about you, honey, they probably already are. So don't worry about them. Just do what you need to do and focus. If it's family members, listen to your headphones when you can in a common area or go for a walk. Have signs on your door. This is my time that I'm studying or that I just have alone for myself and you can establish those boundaries. If they're friends or so-called friends, you may want to reevaluate that relationship. Maybe you can just see them once a month or a couple times a year, honestly. I mean, not everybody who's in your life deserves to be in your life and take up your space. And you'll start to notice that you have more energy and you feel better. You're able to see that person. Maybe it's only for special events, right? Like maybe if you go out to your favorite art scene and you know you're gonna see them there. You don't necessarily have to spend a lot of time with them. And if you're with them, let's say this is a really dear friend and you feel like, they haven't always been this way or they started to kind of become more negative. Maybe talk to them about it. Just say, hey, I'm here to listen. But when it becomes really negative or self-critical or critical of others, then I can't be a part of this conversation anymore. And maybe you can suggest to them that they can get some therapy or professional help. It's not your job to carry the burden of other people's emotional distress. It's okay to be a friend and to be there for them. But if you're not a licensed professional, then you're not a licensed professional then you don't need to be their therapist. And if you are their friend, you shouldn't be their therapist because it's a conflict of interest. So either way, tell them to go to therapy in a nice, in the nicest way possible, in the nicest way possible, right? Like you want to help your friend. But if it seems like they're kind of a negative Nancy, you may just need to like take several steps back from the relationship. Same thing with a, with a romantic relationship. Same thing with family members who you don't live with and you don't have to interact with. I have a really good friend of mine who is one of my best friends. And what he says is, listen, some of my family members I'm able to see a few times a year. Some of them I'm able to see once a year for 20 minutes. And that's okay. That's okay. Listen, it's your life. And at the end of your life, you're not going to be worried about what people thought about you because you didn't spend more time with them because they're mean and rude anyway. You're going to wish you had spent more time with the people you do love and care about or doing the things you love and care about and investing time in that. Do that. 
because it makes you happy and a happy you makes the world a better place. I'm, I'm, trust me on this. I'm sure people who are driving in your neighborhood would agree. The people you live with would agree. Anyway, I hope that helps. If you are in a situation where you can't get away from somebody or their energy is just kind of pulling you in, you can always use like herbs and smudging. If you have a Native American background, you can use cedar or sage. There are a lot of herbs indigenous to West Africa for the same purposes, to Europe. Mugwort, for example, clears negative energy. I find that's been very effective for me, especially if I have smudged before I go into that situation. Or if there's somebody who I'm living with who I want to kind of get off my ass about things or leave. Been in, you know, abusive relationships and burn a cedar every day. After a couple weeks, that person was, you know, gone. Not, not gone, gone. No, 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 no. Like they moved out. <laughs> They're alive. Anyway, um, I feel like I'm opening up more now with the pod because I'm getting a little bit more loose than my first time. And the first time I also had a concussion. Also, if you feel that going to work, for example, or going to a certain place around certain people that you have to be around on a regular basis is throwing you out of whack, highly, highly, highly recommend chakra meditations, starting with the root chakra. And you can use different affirmations. I personally love I am safe. I am protected. I am at ease and I am grounded. And you you can kind of work up from there. Those are also really good if you have a presentation. So I hope that helps. If you have some obsidian or you can get you some tourmaline or even rose quartz to enhance the love and protection, you can get those ethically sourced, of course, in the form of jewelry or even like a rounded stone. Just be careful with obsidian. It's sharp. <laughs> so I maybe onyx or tourmaline would be a little bit better as like a piece that you carry with you. So you're not cutting your fingers up in your pocket. And those crystals and others can really help to ward off any negativity. Also, salt is really good protector. We could get into this. I mean, this is the spooky season episode. So you know what? I ain't mad at it. I'm not mad that we got more into the little bit of the protection. So be sure this spooky season, this Hallow's Eve, this Samhain, or whether you celebrate Dias de los Muertos, that you are feeding your ancestors, uh, feeding, you know, putting some food out for them. And I know a lot of folks, you know, they put that out there regularly. But if you don't, Maybe this is something that you can start communing, you know, with your ancestors in a good way, starting to implement those protective things, especially on October 31st to the 2nd when the veil is really thin. You'll feel the shift if you are aware of those things. Be sure to burn your burn your herbs. When the veil is really thin, I feel like it's really good for self-reflection. All right, y'all. So that is all from me, D-Day Hunter of Black Tea and Honey. Be sure to like comment, subscribe, share, and we'll see you next time. See ya.